Hey, hey, hey. Welcome to the Bring It On Podcast. I am Erin. I am your host. I might be a bit crazy, sometimes obsessed, a little bit overdramatic probably sometimes, but hey, I'm passionate about what I believe in, and I'm not scared to speak it out loud. Sometimes we agree, sometimes we don't. So, that being said, let's go. You guys just missed out on the most epic belch ever. (laughs) Happy Thursday, friends. It is September 22nd, 2022. See, I didn't say February today. And I know it's Thursday without even looking at my watch. I'm catching up. I'm catching up. All right. So uh, yesterday, I might have gone down a bit of a fucking rabbit hole. And that just happens. (sighs) I feel some days like I might get a little redundant and I am aware of this and I have a hard time controlling that. So, um, welcome, <laughs> welcome. I'm, I, I can't even say I'm sorry for that. Cause it just fucking happens. Like, I don't even know what I do. It just happens. And I just start down this rabbit hole and like, you're either in it or you ain't in it. That's just, that's just the way it is. That's life, man. That's, that's life. Can you imagine living with me? You think and like marinate on that for a second. Just just for a minute. Can you imagine me being your parent? <laughs> My poor kids. Uh, yeah, it's great. It's great. They love it. Hey, it builds character. If they can deal with my shit and they can handle me, then like just imagine all of the things that they're going to be able to handle and work through in their adult lives. And there's going to be people worse than me that they have to deal with as they get older. I mean, I know that. You know that. Like, that's just real shit. So they may as well get a a test run before they they get there. And I'm just going to be like, yo, you're welcome. I told you so. So, um... I have been listening to a podcast, a new podcast. Uh, you guys know that I share Andy Frisella's podcast, Real AF, every single time. Um, if I've missed, I'm slacking, and that's not good. And you probably hear an airplane in the background. So the door's hanging. I've got one of the windows open, and my office door's hanging open. So if something loud goes by, y'all are going to hear it. I can hear a crop duster in the background or an airplane of some sort. Anywho, um, uh, Murphy Wells is my coach at First Form and, or one of them. And he's like my original person. So like when you get started on something and you have like a close relationship with people when you're working on things and learning like a new thing and there's, there's a lot, it's a lot. Um, some days has been really overwhelming and like my brain wants to fucking melt out my ears a lot. But like you, you get to know people, right? Okay, well, at least I do. Like I am a self-proclaimed people nerd. I love people. People intrigue the shit out of me. And like I enjoy learning about people and interacting with people. And like the reason I podcast is because maybe I need an outlet because I'll never shut the fuck up. I talk a lot. And... um 
I'm, I'm happy that you're here. If you're actually listening to this, that's great. Thank you. I appreciate you listening to my drivel, my verbal vomit, going down rabbit holes of random shit. And uh, hopefully every once in a while, I'm able to help you out with something, even if it is like something minuscule. And that's it. It's good. So like, I like to connect with people. Okay. Part of like, not, not just, okay, not just part of my job, all of the things that I do, all of my um, professions have always included um, interacting with people. When I was in my 20s, I used to work in the restaurant business. I worked at the Garden Cafe, was my first restaurant job. And then they closed and there was another restaurant in town that opened up. It was called Red Hot and Blue. The funnest place to work. I loved that place. It was great. I loved the people that I worked with, the people that would come in. It was fast paced. It was high energy. I fucking thrived there. And then some shit happened and they ended up closing. And I was just like heartbroken. That was my favorite job ever. And then I went to the Olive Garden and... I fucking hated it. <laughs> it was terrible. I, I didn't, I think I lasted like two weeks and it was just totally different and I didn't like it. So even with the people, it was just the atmosphere was completely different. I like a um, more upbeat um, uh, atmosphere, I guess, is the word I'm looking for. Kind of had a bit of a brain fart right there. It, it happens. I mean. It happens. So interacting with people has been something that's been like, um, you know, I mean, that's like my life. So I loved the trucking industry because I liked meeting new people. I would go do deliveries and I'd get to know these people. And I run into them years later, like literally years later, and start up a conversation with them and we start talking because I sell trailers now and it's in the same line of work as what I used to do. So I have a lot of, um, I talk to a lot of people that do a lot of the same work that I did so I can relate to them. That relatability is like a big asset to what I do and it helps make me um, more successful at doing my job. And, um, but like, Oh, fuck, I forgot what I was saying. <laughs> Dang it, I did it again. See, squirrel. Every time, every time this happens to me. Like, come on, brain, get with it. People, people, making those connections. Okay, yeah, I know where I kind of know where I was going with this or we're just going to take a new route. <clears throat> so I will, I'll have conversations with people. I've got customers that I used to deliver to and they've become my customers. Um and connecting people is something that I also find very valuable as well. And I'm good at because, like, I remember people. I, Eric and I, the first date we went on, like, the first official date, not, like, throwing down shots at the bar date. Okay. <laughs> There's a difference. Like, the first date we went to, we went to Granite City in Cedar Rapids. And we had dinner. And our server's name was Kevin. I still remember what he looked like. He was about, I don't know, my height, 5'8", 5'9", 5'10", right around in there. Probably like 185 pounds, kind of blondish hair, younger guy. Um, he had kind of like a, almost like a military cut, haircut, 
like a crew cut type thing. I mean, like, I remember the dude. And Eric's like, you're fucking nuts because you remember that guy's name. We met, Eric and I met and started dating in 2009. So it's been a hot minute. And I remember him. And we used to go to Granite City quite a lot. And then um, we would go and Luther, he was a black guy that worked there. He was cool as shit. Um, Kind of a dry sense of humor. I really appreciate that dry sense of humor because it's like kind of on the DL and not everybody gets it. So he was cool as shit. Um, I remember him. And uh, yeah, I just, I remember people. I'll be out in like the middle of nowhere in Ohio and I'll start talking to somebody and you guys, you don't realize how close to people or how little removed you are from each other. It's like three people away. And inevitably I will have a conversation with complete stranger and somewhere along the lines, we will know somebody will have a similar person in common that we know. And then the conversation just, you know, goes from there. And I make friends wherever I go. I'm, I'm weird. I'm not an introvert. I am a ridiculous extrovert. I like people. And Eric is completely opposite. So I guess that makes us a good match. Opposites attract. Even though it makes him crazy because I'll just like disappear into a crowd of people and leave him because I'm an asshole like that. And but I'm a people person. I want to meet new people. I, people intrigue me. I learn their life stories. I, you know, most of my customers, I know about their family. I know about their kids. I know about their business where they, you know, a lot of things. So it's just, it's just part of it. So the reason I'm talking about this and the reason I came back on here today after yesterday's, um, I don't know, rant, whatever, uh, I really had good intentions yesterday, and then I just went down a fucking rabbit hole, and yeah, it is what it is. So um, the reason why I came on here today is because since I started listening to Murph's podcast, so I'm bringing this back around, kind of wheeling it back and reeling it back in, um, he has asked every single episode, and I just listened to episode four, which is my favorite one so far, um, about what inspires you. This is something that like I have wrestled with putting my finger on for a long time. Like I never, I've always been like a fly by the seat of my pants type of girl, right? We know this about me. We've talked about this about me. I suck at planning, right? So like I never have really drilled down and I don't even know if I've got it totally drilled down yet, but like I've never drilled down the things that drive me. I did not used to set goals. Eric and I, when we met, he asked me one time, he's like, well, what's your goal for this year and then five years and 10 years? And I'm like, uh, what the fuck are you talking about? Like what? Deer in the headlights, like total deer in the headlights. And this is something he's really helped me with over the years because like he is very good at visualizing what he wants and he is very good at planning and very good at putting things together to make shit happen right I just like tuck and roll <laughs> and I've gotten lucky um I mean I, I don't really necessarily believe in luck 
but my flexibility and ability to just roll with the punches has been what's beneficial for me because I'm not a fucking planner. I suck at planning. I have this really big fancy planner that has every single day split out into hours and time that um, is from the Paper and Plan Co. It's a beautiful planner and I suck at using it. Suck at using it. I'm working on that, right? I don't even want to say that I need to get better because like, yo, I know. I fucking know. And I'm baby steps, baby steps, people. So the whole like putting my finger on specific things has always been a real big struggle for me. Like creating goals, creating the plan, and then working the plan. Like I I can write kind of a half-ass plan down, but then I just get bored with it and I'm like, fuck it, I'm just going to roll, right? So putting my finger on what really drives me and what inspires me has been a tough one. And here I talked about Dusty's Emergence Mastermind um, workshop that I have done for the last couple years, right? And I have this brick. It's a foam brick. So like if somebody comes in and I, and I like pick it up, it's just foam. Don't freak out. I wouldn't like, you know, yeah, it could, it, I mean, like if you threw it at somebody, it might hurt them if you poked them in the eye with it, but like, that's about it. So, um, I digress. So we had, we did this and we wrote things on this brick. Okay. And it was, if you've never done the Clifton strengths test, um, I would recommend it. It, it was really eye opening for me. And gave me a lot of insight into why I do the things that I do and like who I am and why I am as fucking crazy and off the hook as like rando as what I am. Because, okay, so here it goes. Like, I'll give you these. I've talked about these before. So my number one strength is activator. An activator is somebody that does shit. Like, you don't require like thought. You just like, you hear an idea or you have an idea and you just like, boom, let's go. That's me. That is totally me. My number two is positivity. So like, again, I don't mind fuck things. I'm like, okay, let's do it. We're just gonna, we're just gonna make the best out of whatever it is. It's gonna go great. And if it doesn't, then we'll just make it work, right? Positivity. I usually have an upbeat attitude. I'm usually quite encouraging for people. Granted, like some people will think I'm a bitch because I have a hard time sugarcoating stuff, especially when it comes to health and fitness and your nutrition. And like, I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole. Okay, we're done. Number three, adaptability. There again, there's that like fly by the seat of my pants. I am really good at pivoting. Like, I don't get too rattled if things get fucked up. I don't, like, sit there and be like, oh, my God. No. My brain instantly goes into, okay, how are we going to fix this problem? In my head, it is always problem solving. To a fault. Because sometimes people don't want you to, like, solve their problems. They just need to vent. And, like, I instantly, my head goes into problem solving mode. And I offer a lot of advice and sometimes a lot of unsolicited advice. So there's that little tidbit. Um, Eric doesn't always want my advice. <laughs> I don't need you to fix my problem. Got it. Okay, just you need to tell me that. Like, I need to vent. And we've had this discussion, like, and I don't need you to fix my problem. I'm just going to vent for a minute. 
And I'm just going to like, shut the fuck up. Um, so yeah, adaptability. Number four is woo. Okay. Like this is, this explains so much of me. And this is where a lot of my inspiration comes from is the woo. Woo is peopley, being peopley. I am interested in people. People are important to me. I have the, like a natural capability to just make friends with anybody, even if they hate my guts. Like I'm, I, I have this innate either ability or desire to be friends with everybody. So there's not very many people that I really don't like. A few is just very few. Um, and then developer, I don't know, like, I don't remember really what developer is and it's kind of low on my scale here. Um, of my list is the top five is number five. So like the first four are really strong. And then the developer, I'd have to go back and look up what the definition of it is, but the things that like drive me, right. And I just have this, I have probably mind fucked. I've rolled it around in my head a whole lot every time that I've heard him say this. And this is not the first time I've really thought about this. This is not the first conversation. It's not the first time I've been asked this question. What inspires you? Like, and I'm just like, um, I don't know. Like, do I have to answer that question? Like, cause I, I don't know. Well, I really, actually, I do know. Okay. And Murph, this one's for you. So I'm going to send you this podcast and like turn your volume down because I'm really fucking loud, but you already know this. So <laughs> as you already probably have, it's okay. I'm not offended. My thing that drives me is inspiring that what inspires me is seeing other people take chances and like do the things that scare the shit out of them because I had a little something to do with it to push them. Like they either saw me do something really ridiculous and they thought that, okay, if she can do this, then I can handle this. Right? Does that make sense? I hope that makes sense. And, you know, that's like, that's like my, it says big ass vision. That's my big ass vision is inspiring people to do the things that inspire them. To do the things that scare the shit out of them. Because doing the things, if there's something out there, and I've said this for a long time, if there's something out there that like scares the shit out of you, like you probably need to do that. Why do you think I signed up for a half Ironman? Why do you think I ran a marathon? Why, why do I do all these things? Like, why did I do this stupid fucking burpee challenge for September that's kicked my ass for the last two years? Because A, it's hard. And two, it's kind of scary. It's intimidating. Most people don't think that I get intimidated by stuff, but I do. So when I get intimidated by something, that's like a switch gets flipped. Like, bitch, you got to go conquer that. You were just challenged. Even though nobody challenged me, like that's just like ingrained in my DNA. I don't know where that comes from or why, but like 
and and I and I don't and I know that like my oldest kid it, this is totally genetic. He gets it from me and his dad. Both of us are this way. Steven and I are both like this. Like tell me I can't do something and watch this motherfucker. That's and maybe that's not healthy. <laughs> it could totally not be healthy, but here's what I do know. When that happens, when I see a challenge, something that scares me, and I decide to do it, I go all in on it because, like, I'm going to do this. No matter, come hell or high water, I'm going to do this, no matter what it takes. And it has resulted in me getting to where I am today, despite all of the shit. And we all go through shit, right? I feel like if I wasn't this obstinate and stubborn and probably resilient or some words that probably fit that description and spiteful, probably spiteful too, um, I would have not overcome the things that I've overcome. You know, I really I don't think I would have. And it, me sharing that and letting other people see the things that I've done and it and it's not to brag, okay? My face this my finish line photo for Ironman Des Moines or the 70.3 Des Moines has been used on um Ironman's advertisements for Des Moines. Okay? So my photo, that finish line photo that hangs on my office wall behind my head has been used I don't know how many times. And it's a reminder to me, like, I'm like, who the fuck am I? I'm not a pro. My times are not fast. Like, I don't podium at these races. The only reason reason I podiumed in Clear Lake was because, like, a lot of people didn't show up to do it because it's fucking cold. And you can only race who shows up, okay? I'm not discounting what I did because what I did was an accomplishment, and I'm proud of that, even though my swim was 20 minutes slower than the number one and number two girls. But hey, like, I don't claim to be a really good swimmer. <laughs> but that's why I do those, because that competitive swimming scares the fuck out of me. And I've done it how many times now? I know I can do it, but it still, like, scares me. Like, getting in that water and swimming scares me. Why? I love the fucking water, but it's in a competitive nature. And like, I know I'm going to go out there and like, I've been run over. I've been kicked. I've been punched. I've been elbowed, you know, and not like on purpose, right? These things happen. You're in a melee of people, uh, swimmers that are all racing. They're trying to do the same thing you are. You're going to get fucking punched or kicked or whatever. And it's not going to be on purpose because like, People are swimming. Like most of the water we live in the Midwest is fucking mud. You're swimming in a muddy lake. (laughs) It's just, you can't see. And, uh, or you can see like, I don't know, maybe six inches in front of your face if you're lucky. And yeah, like in Clear Lake, it was so damn windy that the waves were just like, oh my God, it was horrible. Anyways, and I was scared shitless that morning. Because, like, that was some seriously choppy shit. 
And I knew I was super undertrained. I'd not been swimming enough. And that swim was going to be murder for me. But guess what? I did it anyways. I could have downgraded the distance that morning. And I did it because like I committed to doing that Olympic distance. I could have switched to the sprint, which would have been only a 400 yard swim instead of the, I don't even fucking know. It was supposed to be like 1500 or 1300 or something like that. And I think they actually shortened the swim for the Olympic distance because we didn't do the full thing. And I swim wide, like, and I swim extra typically because I can't fucking swim straight because I suck. (laughs) And I usually swim extra. And I think it was like 1325 is what my Garmin register, but whatever. It's that scary stuff. Doing that scary stuff. And by me doing that stuff that scares me, if that can empower somebody else to do something that scares them, that's what drives me. Risk. It's, it's just taking a risk. So many people, like we're human. We crave comfort. It is in our DNA. It is, that's like in caveman times or whatever, you know, it was comfort and safety and the brain is like designed to keep us safe. So for us to like improve and do better and like really challenge ourselves, that's very difficult. And some people manage it, manage to be able to do those things easier than others. It's still hard. Like hard is hard. Everybody's hard is different. Like you see the meme out there, it says, choose your heart, right? It's hard to be poor. It's hard to be rich. It's hard to be fat. It's hard to be skinny. It's hard to be this. It's hard to be, I mean, like all the things, right? All the fucking things. Pick your heart. Choose your heart. And depending on who you are, what your life circumstances are, where you live, the the, um, things that's presented to you. I mean, there's lots of things that are hard. And there are things that are harder than others. But no one, absolutely no one, has an easy go through life. We might think that people do. But all we see is the outer edges of people's lives. We don't see, we don't live somebody else's life. So you don't experience what somebody else is going through. You don't feel what they feel. I don't feel what you feel. You don't feel what I feel. And like the stupidest thing might scare the shit out of me. And you're like, that's dumb. But our feelings of things and our evaluations of things are, they're legitimate how you feel about something is is going to be inevitably different than somebody else. So like if I can take that half Ironman, for instance, I trained for that stupid thing for two fucking years because of everybody shuts shit down because whatever, I'm not even going to get started because I'll just go on a rant. Two years, two years of anticipating something that scared the ever loving shit out of me. And I'm, I'm telling you what, man, like my hands were shaking so bad that morning. I was a wreck. Um, we got delayed <laughs> and I was in an even bigger wreck. And I thank God for Kendra because like her humor and ridiculousness kept me from like fucking jumping out the fifth floor window. It was, thank God. Thanks. Thank you for that, my friend. I appreciate you so much. Your, um... Your humor 
made that whole thing (laughs) so much more tolerable. And I know that you know I was scared out of my wits. It was ridiculous. And there was so much lead up to that because it was such a long amount of time. That was really difficult. Like, and I still stayed consistent. Ever I showed up every day to do the training that was on my training plan. I mean, well, okay, I probably fucked off some days, but like the majority of it, because like I wanted to make sure I was prepared. I didn't know what to expect. I'd never done it before. I knew it was a big deal. I knew it was a big deal and I was scared. And I had a lot of support from friends and a lot of support from family and poor Eric, (laughs) that poor guy, I kind of feel bad for him a little. Um, But then uh, I'm like, yeah, well, there's other things that I do for you. So, you know, I love you. It's great. Um, Yeah. And like that whole situation and once... The thing about doing the hard things and doing shit scared, when you accomplish that, you have such a feeling of elation and you feel so good because you took a challenge that was difficult and you did it. Damn it. You did it. No matter the outcome of what the the results were, you know, like that race, how fast, how slow, whatever, did it matter? That had nothing to do with any of it. And at my face being the poster child for Iron Man Des Moines, that had nothing to do with any of it. And I'll be honest with you, you guys, my thought process coming into that, like my finisher photos are always fucking garbage and I look like I'm dying. And this time I was dying. That half marathon was the worst fucking half marathon I've ever run. It was so hot and like so humid. I wanted to puke after the second mile. I walked a lot and like, I don't walk half marathons. I don't. I didn't even my first one. Even when I ended up with tendonitis in my ankle, I still just like fucking muscled through it. And my thought process coming across that finish line was like, listen, you paid how many hundreds of dollars to do this race? I trained for two fucking years to do this race. We waited an extra, I don't even know how many hours, like a two and a half or three hour delay or something stupid like that. Spent all this money, spent all this time. That finish line photo is going to look like a million fucking dollars. Guess what? It did. And it, the funny thing is, is I didn't see it until I saw an advertisement or it, I, it rang they because they'll do re- early registration for the next year's race and I'm scrolling down from an email from Iron Man and I'm like what the hell that's me and like I look badass crossing that finish line and I'm like oh my god and that photo was not in my finisher picks the photos from my finisher picks were meh they were okay but that one was like that's the money shot And that's what I wanted was the money shot. And I chased that bitch down too. It took some emails and a few months to get that shot, but they sent it to me. And I'm like, that's awesome. That's so awesome. And uh, it was, and and I wanted that because it truly captured the essence of all the blood, sweat, tears, time, money, effort, 
all of those emotions and that the fear conquered. All of it conquered in one snap of a shudder. They say a picture's worth a thousand words, right? Like, there's so much emotion attached to that image for me. And that fucker had to go on my wall. Because there are some days that I walk in here and I am dumpy and I need something to inspire me. And I look at that photo and it makes me think of all the work, all the sweat. You guys, like y'all seen the selfies and the sweaties and like, I can't even explain to you how much sweat. (laughs) Gallons and gallons of sweat, and I'm not fucking exaggerating, that went into the training to make that happen. Like, I could have not made the cutoff for the swim. I mean, I barely made the cutoff. Well, okay, not barely, barely, but I mean, it was close. And um, I didn't have a lot of extra time. I could have crashed on the bike. I could have not made the bike cutoff because my chain fell off at one point coming down a hill and I had to stop. I could have like given up on the run because that run was fucking brutal. It, and like people were dropping left and right. There were so many people in the med tent afterwards. And like, I was towards the end because my swim was so slow and I waited until way in. So there were a shit ton of people done way before me, but I could have quit. And I, I'm serious. Like when I, when that was doing that run, walk, slog, whatever you wanted to call it, it was, there was a lot of conversation going on in my head. And like the, the discourse in my head is like, you can't fucking quit. You can't. You have way too many people watching you right now. You're, you're going to disappoint yourself. You're going to disappoint your kids. You're going to disappoint Everybody that has watched you and supported you this whole way, which is probably not the case, you know, I mean, everybody still would have been, because everybody's nice and they're going to be like, oh man, you put in so much work though. Like you really did it no matter what the outcome, even if you didn't finish, you know, um, but quitting, quitting was not an option. And like, I couldn't because the weight of that was too much and I'm not a quitter. Like, which is why it was so hard to quit smoking. Jesus Christ, bananas. Anyways, <laughs> side note, that just what's popped in my head. Rando. But that's it. That's what it is. It, it is that simple. Is That's what inspires me. That's what pushes me to do the things that I do is because I know people are watching what I'm doing. I live out loud. I live very publicly like the shit that I'm doing, there's there's not much that people don't know what's going on in my life. I mean, well, I mean, there's lots of, yeah, okay, we're not going down that hole. No, 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 not going there. Not going there. But like, there's so, like, I share a lot. I'm, because you just, you don't know who you're going to help. And at some point in my life, I realized, like, you get these pulls like you get this like little thing in the back of your head that just keeps pulling you 
and pulling you and pulling you and pulling you. And like, sometimes it'll smack you upside the fucking head and until you do it. And there's been this pull for a long time to just like, okay, put it out there, put it out there, put it out there. And I have, I mean, I've received back some very touching letters, um, messages from people, you know, face-to-face conversations with people of the effect that I've had on them. That's some powerful shit, you guys. Like, that's some powerful stuff. Like, people that you don't have any idea you're having an effect on, you are having an effect on. No matter how small you think you are, I mean, we're like ants, right? But we're ants with really big voices, and that's very powerful. And it comes with a big responsibility too, by the way. And I've talked about that before. It's a big responsibility. But if you're, if you think about it, just being who you are and what you are and how you are and sharing that, that's, that could be the, the, the make or break thing for somebody else. Really, like legitimately, that is why I do what I do because I feel an obligation to do hard things to show other people what's possible. And like, I haven't done shit. Okay, well, I've done a lot. But like, there's people out there that have done so much more shit than me. But like, I'm not done yet. (laughs) I don't know where this is going to go. I don't know really where I'm going to go. And you just, you just never know. And you just never know, like, the things that you do, how that's going to be a catalyst to somebody else, which is cool shit. That's really cool shit. And that's it. And so I leave this brick on my desk to remind me when those days are really hard, like, I don't want to do shit. I don't want to make the phone calls. I don't want to do the paperwork. I don't want to talk to anybody. I just want to, like crawl underneath my desk and turn on some loud music and fuck everything else. I don't do that because, and this might sound a little bit like self-inflated, but like we also, where's it at? Where's it at? I know it's on here someplace. Oh, here it is. Okay. I knew it was on here. What keeps you connected from now to the future? And my things were people are counting on me. And the pull to share with others to help them. And the last thing is there are kids out there with no positive support and they need my help, which is why I volunteer to coach. And the reason why I brought Girls on the Run to our school district and the reason, well, part of the reason why I volunteered to coach soccer is because the, the base reason of why was because we weren't going to have a team and nobody else would fucking do it. So I can't let those kids down. I can't in my heart 
let them down. They're, they're all looking forward to this. They really want to do this. And like, mm, I can't be that person that says I'm too busy. Regardless of whether I'm too busy or not, it doesn't matter. Like, I'll figure it out. There's that adaptability thing again. I'll figure it out. And we have. Has it been easy? No. <laughs> Has it caused some strife and some struggle and some stress? Sure thing. But we figure it out. We muddle through sometimes. And sometimes it's fucking ugly and it's chaotic and it's a mess. But like life is messy, y'all. Life is not a curated fucking Instagram feed. I mean, I, okay, my Instagram feed is not curated and it is not pretty. It's just, it's just me. And like, if you dig that, cool. If you don't, fuck whatever. I don't care. I like being friends with people. I love to make friends. And like, I'm cool with having everybody be my friend, but like not everybody has to be my friend. And I'm okay with that because people are different. And I really rub some people the wrong way. They don't like me. I'm loud. I can be obnoxious. I'm very open with my opinions. And like, if you don't like it, okay, have a nice day. Cool. That's great. Oh, shit. Guess what? I'm late for a meeting. <laughs> so that's it. That's what inspires me. I'm gonna go blow my nose because like I'm sniffling and shit and I'm late for a meeting. So I will, um, yeah, catch up with you guys later. Keep the dirty side down and I'll catch you on the flip side. Thanks for listening today. I appreciate you guys so much. Really, honestly, I do. Have a kick-ass day.